coming at you this week with a few thoughts from Peter Drucker's book, The Effective Executive. Now, this is my second or third most highlighted book, so I've had to do some whittling, and I've got it down to just over a dozen, no small amount of effort. Now, there's no promises that this is going to be the last time that I bring you wisdom from Mr. Drucker, but let's get into it. Number one, there are only three things that happen naturally in organizations, friction, confusion, and underperformance. Everything else requires leadership. End quote. This happens when leaders stop showing up, providing clarity, care, confidence, and acting with conviction. Now, let's get into a few things that can help us avoid devolving into balls of friction, confusion, and all-around suck. Number two, the crucial question is not how can I achieve, but what can I contribute? End quote. Regardless of where you are, where you came from, your struggles, you can give more to the world and to your team than you take. Also, leaders have a choice. They can create environments where team is a verb or one where we try to elbow each other in the face. What we do with our actions, our compensation structures, and the behavior we tolerate or reward matters. Number three, most of what we call management consists of making it difficult for people to get their work done. End quote. I have yet to find someone who says, I'd like to be actively managed all day, please. People want to be helped, supported, mentored, advised, coached, and led. No one really wants to be actively managed. Now let's be leaders, not managers. Number four, the purpose of organizations is to enable ordinary humans to do extraordinary things. End quote. If individuals could do what teams do, we wouldn't need teams. A leader's job is to facilitate performance and help teams and people find their potential. Sometimes that means simply getting out of their way. Number five, our job in life is to make a positive difference, not prove we're right. End quote. Now this one comes with the added benefit that you and everyone around you will be happier when you give up trying to prove you're right. Number six, the greatest danger in times of turbulence is not the turbulence, it's yesterday's logic, end quote. When the stress comes and the fog rolls in, clarity is everything. Slow down, ask the right questions, and seek help with the answers. Leaders must be decisive, but can't believe everything they think. And here's a pro tip, as you get older, Keep young people as advisors. They will see things you won't. Number seven, listening. The first competency of leadership is not a skill. It's a discipline. All you have to do is keep your mouth shut. Number eight, change is the norm. Unless an organization sees that its task is to lead change, it will not survive. End quote. Someone is building something right now to do what you do, but better. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's the truth. You can sit in your warm hut making s'mores, but at some point the marshmallows burn, you run out of graham crackers, and the wolves kick in the door and eat you. Or you can step out in the storm and face reality. The only way you can survive is to keep moving, foraging for ideas, nourishing, encouraging them, and reshaping your organization. And as General Eric Shashinsky said, if you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance even less. Number nine. Without an action plan, the executive becomes a prisoner of events, end quote. Living at the top of your inbox, reacting to what's happening, cleaning up mess after mess is a sure way to make your way into irrelevantville. If you lead an organization and don't spend 10 to 20% of your time on long-term thought and action, you should consider a change. Do you need to spend one full day a week planning? Well, maybe not. But if you're an executive and exclusively spend your days fighting fires instead of building the next generation fire suppression system, you probably aren't effective. Drucker goes on when he says, quote, 
We must not starve our biggest opportunities because we're so busy throwing ourselves at our biggest problems and dwelling on past mistakes. Number 10, plans are only good intentions unless they immediately degenerate into hard work, end quote. Slide decks are one thing, but having a hard conversation, cutting that product, stopping that process, hiring that team, or taking that big risk is what matters. If it's worth it, it's going to be hard. Now get to work and focus on what matters. And Drucker reminds us, there are two types of people, those that produce results and those that give reasons why they don't. Number 11, if there's one secret to effectiveness, it's concentration. Effective executives do first things first and do them one at a time, end quote. Your work is hard and your decisions are complex. Find the space and discipline to focus on one thing at a time. And by the way, multitasking is anti-effective. Number 12, there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently what shouldn't be done. We spend time keeping the trains on the tracks, but maybe we should let them come off the tracks. Perhaps the trains are on the wrong tracks. Maybe we shouldn't have trains at all. It's like when Netflix offered to sell itself to Blockbuster for $50 million, and they laughed. And don't be afraid to walk away from sunk costs, whether that's sunk time, money, or emotions. You're only sinking more the longer you don't make the hard decision. Everything great was built on courage. Number 13. The larger the animal becomes, the more resources have to be devoted to the mass and to the internal tasks, to the circulation of information, to the nervous system, and so on. End quote. As you build your plan, don't underestimate the inefficiencies created by overstaffing. Hire carefully, not only for culture, but for effectiveness. Be careful that you don't hire to compensate for incompetence because you might become 100% focused on internal problems and don't even know the wolves are circling. Number 14. To focus on weakness is not only foolish, it's irresponsible. Organizations are the sum of our strengths and our weaknesses. Knowing where you add the most value will let you lean in and you can mitigate or change where you're weak. And teams exist because they do what individuals cannot do on their own. And Drucker reminds us, strong people always have strong weaknesses too. Cultivate a deep understanding of yourself, not only your strengths and weaknesses, but also how you learn, how you work with others, what your values are, and what you can do to make the greatest contribution. Because only when we operate from strengths can you achieve excellence. End quote. Now this is just a taste, and I recommend the effective executive to anyone. If you'd like to see my full highlights, send me a note, and I'll send them your way. Here are a few takeaways. First, know yourself. Embrace your incompetence and lean on your superpowers. After all, this is a team sport. Number two, teams are how the ordinary do the extraordinary. But be careful. Without leadership, teams naturally devolve into friction, confusion, and underperformance. Number three, bigger is usually not better. Keep your team as small as possible to be effective. Get too big and you spend all your time managing, and no one wants to be managed or managed. Number four, change or die. Someone is trying to make you irrelevant or kill you right now. Don't help them. And number five, the best relentlessly focus. Thoughtful prioritization, planning, and relentless focus on execution is required. Don't get distracted by your inbox. Make prioritization your priority. Now go get it, friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or let me know other things you'd like me to explore. Take care. I hope you found that helpful. And if you did, please consider hitting like, leaving a comment, or sharing it with just one other person who might find it helpful too. After all, 
We're all in this together. Take care, friend. <laughs>